You're listening to a fresh new podcast on healing, spiritual development, nutrition, energy work, and sometimes aliens. From the owner of the celebrity acclaimed Raw Republic Juice Bar and Wellness Center in New Orleans, Louisiana, Sheena Manina. Yes, that's her real name. This is Raw Talk with Sheena. Okay, so it's a quote from Mean Girls, first of all. But, um, you know, those, like, band geeky people who are, like, very sexually active, they, like, fly their freak flag at full mast all the time, and they're, like, very sexual, but they're, like, geeky at the same time. Yeah. Nailed it. So that's who you feel like you're kind of channeling right now? Anne Hathaway as a sexually active band geek? Yes. Interesting. It's like her Princess Diaries... First, first scene meets her Bride Wars stripper pole dance. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay. Sexually active band geek. I'm so glad that you're embracing it, though, because it makes oh, it a lot... Oh, it's not me. I'm just channeling the field right now. <laughs> Let's not be mistaken. It's not a part of you. No. <laughs> That, like the sessions we did earlier, the entire collective consciousness of the group wanted to have a <laughs> make her make her do it she has to speak <laughs> into the microphone. the microphone in my face um wanted to have the the weird insecure high schooler and in all of us kind of have that uh, insecure part of us weeded out and brought to the surface and sort of transmuted into the beautiful butterfly of like embracing all aspects of ourselves and applying it towards energy healing and healing mm-hmm. our lives and actually healing our physical bodies which i think is awesome but through weirdo band geek kind of methods so i'm gonna put it out there yeah but I feel like that's what's going on in American pie. She embodies everything that got presented in earlier, like the what sort of is coming out because it's all about those weird high school years. Yep. Welcome yep. to Raw Talk with Sheena. <laughs> Are we recording? Already? We've been recording. Oh, shit. It's just one of those surprises. Right. I was like, yep, we're going there. We got to talk about you never tell me what we're going to talk about. You never. Okay. All right. What do you call it? Like that aspect of you that you avoid all the time. (laughs) You're um, another guessing game. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Drum circle self. Another idea of yourself. Aspect. Aspect. (laughs) Have y'all heard of the work from St. Germain? No. Aspectology. Explain it. It's integrating. So the person, um, Jeffrey Hoppe from the Crimson Council, he's the main one that that I love that channels Adama St. Germain, not to get too weird on you guys. But a big healing modality he uses that I have seen physical health shifts from is called aspectology. And they have a certain program that you'd have to, you know, like whatever, learn about and understand. But it's taking all these different aspects of ourselves that because they're not ever properly integrated, like we've pushed them all to the side, they, they're still in our field. But they're sitting there like the three-year-old in us that's constantly acting up because we sort of denied it, denied it, denied it. And so it shows up in your career, in your job. It makes you throw temper tantrums at yes. times. And so it's a way of connecting to it and gradually um, throwing it the the deeper, more higher vibrational, true, authentic connection you need to, to start reintegrating it into your life. And then the parts of that that no longer served you start to release on their own because you're now high, vibrating at the higher vibrational frequency. Mm-hmm. So the parts of that, the, the lower vibrational frequencies want release to start to out. on their own. Yeah. Yep. So that was Anne Hathaway's purpose in surfacing today. Absolutely. That, yep. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of goes into resistance and and like what you're resisting persisting and also causing a lot of pain and anxiety and and disconnection to the self yeah 
So after I've done a lot of energy work on a client and it's made a lot of wiggle room in their field. Um, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. The microphone issues. So uh, <laughs> it's funny. No, it's okay. I'll get used to it. It's Amberly. She's my little brother for anyone who doesn't know. I call her little brother and I love her like that. But a little brother would hold a microphone like a centimeter away from your face. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What was I saying? So she has um, to do it. Huh? She has to do it. Um, yeah. So those of, for those of you who are tuning into this episode of Raw Talk with Sheena, welcome. First of all, we're recording yeah. live from Raw Republic, and we have Giselle here along with Ambi. I'm here again. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> it's no like matter how much you call like me, it's like cyst growing like on my hip bone. Like we're just like. I'm the most beautiful sister ever you are. on your hip. You are. Yeah. But you're like a part of me. You're like a, a gorgeous cyst aspect of What my is hip. happening? Yeah. I'm I don't Anne know. Hathaway. I'm a cyst on your hip. So this is. This day keeps getting better and better. This is an extension of the basic witch super course for those of you who are tuning in who are not here live in New Orleans at Raw Republic recording with us. And we are coming off of a two day super course that we taught here that covered all aspects of healing. And so we, we brought attendees to a place of recognizing where they were resonating on their own and before they attended and then gave them tools to shift through that resistance of that next level vibration through physical changes, mental changes and spiritual changes. So we ended today with an amazing presentation by Giselle, who is an artist and energy healer. You may have heard her on this podcast before. Um, and most importantly, just, uh, someone who's showing up as a being of light on this planet at this time to really shift people in a way that's so magical and so creative and so beautiful that many people can connect with it in different ways outside of what their initial view of healing might have been. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, it's awesome. What? That everyone gets to see how weird Sheena is when she actually records. I'm staring at someone with her eyes <laughs> shut the entire time, pretty much, because she gets in the zone. And she really channels and gets in her Sheena voice, which is so mesmerizing, and I love it so much. But I'm, like, talking to a wall the whole time. <laughs> so now it's revealed. <laughs> there are some times when we record the podcast that I'm looking at you, and you're looking at the ceiling. So there's really I'm no difference. I'm looking at beings in the room, and I'm like, whoa. And you don't respond, and I'm like, cool. It is as though You're right. I'm here You're alone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we are going to kind of break down what took place today, which is so metaphysical and also not on this plane of, of anything that would logically make sense. So we're going to kind of bring all of you listening through what today has been like and the way in which it worked out. So... Today started with me doing my makeup in Amberly's new car and spilling it all over my white pants. Better than in my car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for taking one for the team. Yep, I did. And um, so we were supposed to meet Giselle at a coffee shop to discuss the way in which today was going to work. And that didn't happen. Navigation system on my iPhone just completely brought me to the other end of Laurel. By Ottoman Park. I know yeah. New Orleans pretty well. Like, I lived on Magazine Street for a few years. Like, no, it just wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. And then when I rerouted, like, okay, well, I know how to get across here, here on um, or Constant Street and reroute to where I would just logically think this place would be. They said it's behind Raw on Laurel Street. 
it's like the universe is barricading me. They had major construction, which we know on Napoleon, but usually there's segments where you can get through all of the segments surrounding that area were completely barricaded. Yeah. It's like the universe symbolically like saying, yeah, you thought you were going there, but it's not meant to be. Yes. But I had a wonderful optimal cappuccino. They call it op- optimal cappuccinos around <laughs> me. And uh, you are was, always surrounded you. with optimal coffee. And I something about you, like something <laughs> about you is like, an optimal cup of coffee and like a cappuccino that's super frothy and like delicious oh, well, and you. comforting and comforting. warm and spicy and mom like you always put like a spice or something in it too yeah at times slightly sweet and I very sweet yeah I grew up I think drinking way too much coffee at way too young of an age because Cajun culture it's like a thing they call it a demi toss and so like that's <laughs> something that's near and dear to my heart. here we go yeah so since I'm your mother, because they call me mom, we do. So my husband's dad. <laughs> it's a yep. creepy thing, but um, yeah. So that's what we do. We all drink our comfort zones together. Yeah. So continuing on to the day, we show up. We show up here at Raw Republic, ready to teach our course at the minute in which our course is beginning, ten, and we really have no idea how this is going to play out. And and the cool thing is that I logically and business-wise usually have everything planned out and I would say to a T and in a perfectionist way but I really don't I don't think that that is my way my way is a little bit messier Mm -hmm. but it's still somewhat organized it's at least organized in my brain in a way like okay blah 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 so um so yeah it was intended that we would have planned out what was going to happen and the more that I got into the field of the day and the more that I got into Giselle's field the less I knew anything which is how I have to work for it to be the best outcome for the session ever so when I got up on stage immediately I'm like okay well I have to get a painting banged out let me start with this I'll go a little bit into how this happened but I love how midway throughout even just the introduction I'm having to pull out people from the audience and start randomly reading their field and you know trying to kind of dissect information from people I've absolutely never met but right. like so these are the you're people moving who into been this here. healing field we gotta chat uh-huh. about this real quick because I can't go into this painting until then but it's sort of taking your brain out of it taking the fear factor out of it and being able to move forward and I don't know if that's what we need up here or certain people in the audience need to be able to see um, people connected and that they're capable of it too in ways that somebody who's just walking into this new situation is going to be bold enough to point out some random person and talk about their brother in the Caribbean and mm-hmm. his support of her needing to go there to do energy healing sessions, which is what kind of showed up earlier. So um, symbolically things show up to me, but it is a little scary when I'm trying to actually do valid art and out of nowhere mm-hmm. because of the fact we are so sensitive to this field and ways that produce amazing healing shifts. But next thing you know, I'm having to go into some random facts about certain people and mm-hmm. the field is self-intelligent more it's brilliant okay but it has that built into it so I do have to trust let's say the young lady that I was speaking with that what I'm having to pull out from her because it's kind of built into all that is is nothing that's going to embarrass her having to say yes so I do very much mm-hmm. have to trust that instead mm-hmm. of me directly going to like okay let's talk about your dad and her and her dad may have been like a super rocky relationship mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she would have burst into tears in front of the whole crowd mm-hmm. well I do have to trust that right yeah and it was beautiful and amazing and the the part of it that was significant to me was that 
everything eliminated density and just moved into an air-like field where there were infinite possibilities of how today could have gone. I know every single thing that I said today, I don't remember. Yeah, I know that. (laughs) About me or about you? About you. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to need to help her out a little bit. When you were working on Giselle's painting earlier, you were shifting as it was happening. And then you're so energetically sensitive that I knew I was going to have to do something on you. I didn't know what at the time, but you're back. Yeah, I feel a little bit more grounded, but at the same time, I enjoy being in that expansive space because a lot moves and shifts for me. You know, when I work with Giselle, some of the most amazing things and situations come up like, um, but I have to be in kind of that open and playful state. And for me, that means nothingness up here in my mind. Right. Like, I mean, you'll ask me questions and we'll go into, you know, well, tell me about this. Why is this significant? What happened when you were seven years old? If I was trying to logically think of an answer to that, it wouldn't be what is going. It's what would shift me. You're sensitive enough too that when I say it, you're so in my field all the time, though, and you get into my field very quickly when we work together. It's not so much about pinpointing like the textbook answer of when I was seven years old. Oh, well, it's got to be. I was rushed to surgery for this. It's probably never that. It's when you when you think of seven, what's that first kind mm-hmm. of almost like a feeling to it that mm-hmm. comes to your mind? And it might have been you eating a bowl of Cheerios cross-legged on your dad's couch or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it might have been something like that. And for whatever reason, because you feel into it so quickly, it gives me a lot of very pertinent information that then quickly can release things albeit in your liver, I'm getting actually your liver, (laughs) that would be things that would lead to um, health benefits for Mm -hmm. you, for energy level, for vitality, for things you're able to um, weed out of your system in a way that's, I'm seeing very crystalline right now. Right. So, yeah. So this is the way that we work with one another. And so everyone listening, we, you know, when we're in one another's Mm -hmm. field, we work very quickly. Very quickly. And so you have to like kind of catch up and just not attached to the details, but really just resonate in mm. kind of the flow of what's when happening. With the three of us to get together, I feel like it's, even if we're, it's over a glass of wine or a scotch or whatever, it's a very powerful conversation because we've all allowed the field, which everyone has access to, we're not fancy, to work with us in that way so much that we've all interacted on those same levels. So we've found our, our groove together. We have found our vibe. So I like to call it when the three of us get, get together, for the fun of it. And it ends up pulling it. We ran, run into random people who actually need pretty cool intuitive healing sessions, which is really odd that that happens, but it happens. Arts just on each other, but I call them our intuitive powwows mm-hmm. because the three of us will get together. Sometimes Matt's included, sometimes not, but we go through this intuitive powwow of seeing what the field presents to us. Kimberly is a really good sport to the way that I present this to her. And she's brilliant to be able to keep up with the way my guidance team messes with her. And she's brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, you're good at um, not taking it personally when Giselle's like, uh... Yes. Yes. (laughs) Continue with that. I actually wanted you to give an explanation of what the energetic field was. About what? When? When? (laughs) <laughs> what is happening? I feel I know, high right I know. now. What is I happening? Am I know. I'm I like, know. You have to be out of your logical mind. Yeah. But can you give a description? Because Giselle is talking about being in an energetic 
mega field, but also being in one another's personal energy field. Okay. Well, for right now, I'll just say like right in this moment, my hearing went out completely on my right side, which is my clear audience ear. And it's just like a ringing and I'm like, Oh, something's coming. It ha- that happened before the podcast. She mentioned it to me as probably of like, like a predecessor to what actually is to come during this, you know, the recording of this. There's something for Amberly that she's supposed to have that. Yeah. Right now. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Figure it out. I'm going to have to figure that out. But yeah, it is. It's very, it's a very palpable energy for me, especially being between the two of you is making me nuts <laughs> right now because it's like both of your fields. It's like, if you've ever seen that diagram, that's like a circle and a circle and they overlap in the middle. It's like that little Venn diagram. I'm in the middle and it, it's very, um, <laughs> I'm, I, my left That's side is like vibrating in Sheena's field and my right side is vibrating in Giselle's field and it's two different vibrations and what ha- I feel like the Titanic like splitting in two <laughs> and like half of me is sinking and the other half is like going up out of the water. I don't know what's happening, but we know which side is making you feel high okay i'm just <laughs> yeah the sheena side is making me feel high but uh, going off of this we had a basic witch sleepover which i mentioned in the super course at giselle's house and we had a morning where we decided it was it turned into a healing session with all three of us mm-hmm. and it was so powerful that i started channeling albert einstein <laughs> so which is like something that i would never logically think that could be possible but he for sure came through and told me to tell Sheena to get off of drugs, which she wasn't on drugs. <laughs> she hasn't been on drugs. Right. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> and but it was I didn't remember it until you just brought it up. I didn't remember yeah. it either. So you just said it. Yeah. Why did you say okay. it again? What? Because it um, energy work can give you the feeling of being on drugs. Which yeah. I remember that. I explicitly remember that now mm-hmm. because that's how her field gets. When you're in her field and you're doing energy work, you feel high. I am high AF right now. My <laughs> eyes are like, I feel like I just smoked something very. Um, you like that feeling though, remember? I don't. I don't feel grounded at all. <laughs> can you ground okay, me? Send so, me something. Okay, so when you are in that field though, yeah. you can get a lot of inspiration and intuition. That's very true. So if you I'll were start going like rocking, kind of like the exorcist. Yeah. So if there was <laughs> like, if there happening? was a situation or like something in an experience or um, a just anything that you could gain inspiration oh for at the moment it's happening what would it be i start physically shifting when <laughs> sheena works on me when i'm in giselle's field because giselle is amplifies very, everything yeah she's very like physical so this is something that we didn't teach in the super course <laughs> please don't make me face plant <laughs> okay i know i'm taking one for the team i'm high and then i'm doing what giselle would do so can you you can stop at any point I think it's good for you. Why am I like that? I don't know. I can't. I'm not this bendable, people. What's happening? You're laying on Giselle's. I know. She's caught. Yeah. You're, bir- you're being birthed. I cannot move. <laughs> I can't move any further. You're good. If this okay. is happening for a reason, what is the reason? Giselle is doing a drum circle on me. I do. I am. <laughs> what is happening? You need to tell us. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So... <laughs> 
this is an extent of what can happen with energy work, especially when I'm in Giselle's field. So some people are very sensitive to, I can't believe I'm doing this right now. Some people are very sensitive. I don't do that. That's not me. I didn't. And I was like, when I first met Giselle, I was like, she's making this shit up. She's just a very dramatic woman. And I don't give any credence to it at all. She's making this shit up for like performance issues that she has, that she's trying to work through. So I was like, I don't believe any of this shit. Um, But then it started happening to me when I started playing with the field more and more. And the more you interact with the field around you and work with frequencies or vibrations or different levels of energy. Oh God, now she's breathing. Um, (laughs) Oh, I can sit up now. Ooh, that feels different. Okay, good. Okay, so now... (laughs) What do you have to say, Am? Sing your song. I know, this is like the weirdest experience of my life. (laughs) Um, So when you interact with the field a lot, it wants to play with you. Oh, God. And it's very... um, It's a visceral experience. So you start... It's kind of like, I've never seen the movie The Matrix, but it probably should watch it. But you start like bending with the energy because it really starts, you're one with the energy. So you start moving with it and you can feel the difference. Some of it's very dense. Some of it makes you feel high. Some of it makes you feel like really energized. Um, Sometimes you're like pinned up against a wall and you can't move at all. Sometimes you have to... um, so why does it look like it this? Why does it look like movement in your physical body? Why do you think that we are responding physically to energy work? Well, I'm going to say that like ancient tribes and stuff, you know, actually channeled certain types of dancing for physical health benefits. Mm-hmm. Like people who were on their deathbeds, you know, certain Native American tribes mm-hmm. would go into some type of altered state dancing. And uh, there's a story actually I know about somebody who does, have y'all heard of theta healing work? I've studied so many healing modalities just because it was such a fascination of mine for years. But um, somebody that they brought in from another country who was um, a pretty young healer, but very well versed in what he did. And he went and stayed with a woman who was like a PhD and Amberly is still moving around, (laughs) (laughs) which is fabulous. But... Um, when he stayed with this woman who was writing a book on him and trying to learn valid science behind it, um, she had to have a root canal and maybe the root canal went wrong or maybe she didn't have it, but it's something pretty tragic. She was going to have to have like some type of pretty serious mouth surgery that was going to be expensive and, you know, have her out of commission for quite a bit. So when he, she got home and he was there, he was like, well, let me tell you what you need to do. So he advised her to go and um, allow in his field, however she needed to move. Don't try and hold back. And it wasn't her trying to move and like, you're at a dance party and you just want to like, let it all loose and act the fool. It wasn't that. I've experienced this. So something actually takes over and it moves you very oddly, just like Amber Lee. And this woman started literally spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning. And I replicated something similar for something I was working on at the time in my life and had to go in my bed and go to sleep for like three hours until I woke up. And it was still like three days that I was pretty much like reconfiguring, reconfiguring, reconfiguring energetically. But the, in the story, so the woman, and you can, um, I'm I'm just trying to pull the resource of where you can rehear this woman's um, account Mm -hmm. of it. It's not important. Yeah. Okay. It's not important because I can't. Well, it's not important because that was such a good explanation. Yeah. So, well, what happened is the woman moved. 
she went to bed, same thing, for like 16 hours straight, slept straight. And when she got up, her, um, whatever her dental issue was, was almost completely healed. And within the next three days, it completely healed itself. So uh, anyway, sometimes uh, when I do surrogate work, and sometimes I'll use like a little like mannequin form or something, I have, as opposed to doing like acupuncture, acupressure kind of stuff with my hands and energetically seeing certain things happen, magnets, I do all types of things, lights on this, this form. Uh, sometimes I actually have to move it a certain way mm-hmm. in a certain like um, infinity type of pattern in a sway. And it's some person who never, uh, part of them needs them to move to express something out of them. So I'm sort of able to do it for them. But that's what's happening to Amber Lee when she's in my field. For some reason, through the transmission of this broadcast of whatever it is saying, the field needs to work with her this way. Have her body do this. Have the energy move through it for this. And it's probably somewhat going to affect some of you in the audience right now. So, yeah. You're welcome. Does anyone else feel affected? This is exactly what happens (laughs) with... Yeah, me <laughs> taking on Sheena's pattern. So Giselle will work on Sheena, yet I'm the chosen one to <laughs> physically express the the f- patterns that she needs to shift mm-hmm. out of her. Yeah. So, so. F- coming from okay, put yourself in an Amberly mindset five years ago. Put yourself in Amberly's brain five years ago. Okay. Okay. None of this is real. None of this is real. Yeah. But how would you explain this if you had to? Well, five years ago, I would have just been like, it's just in her head. Like, she can easily stop if she mm-hmm. wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, Which you can. You have free will. Like, so the, so it's like, you can right. you can always, like, block healing. You can always block Right, but when I open up as a channel, I'm in an altered state, and that's when the, the energy starts working through me, and I can't, I would have to shut off the, the open mind. <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. I would have to shut off the the, the part of you that's side. receiving healing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I would be denying myself of a healing, which I don't want to do. Right, and I'm also probably taking this on for somebody in the and crowd. I'm, I'm getting for people actually listening to the podcast. Oh, yeah. that's a lot. <laughs> don't, don't try and, like, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I physically can't <laughs> conceptualize anything right now. Right now. Yeah. So I think it's funny. God, I am Anne Hathaway. (laughs) These are the most awkward movements ever. So remember, Giselle, what was that other thing that um, that Amberly was like? I am not this. I do not. (laughs) This is not a part of me. I. This is not my reality. And you were like, okay, well, what if it was? And you kind of made. What was it? it? Do you remember? (laughs) Yeah. Wait. It's so Uh, good because at that moment. Say it. Wait, it keeps coming in and out because, hang on, it was um, being needy. Yes. 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 Yeah. I was like, I'm not needy. I'm so independent, yeah. obviously, um, <laughs> and I would never be a needy pers- person. And she was like, well, what if you were needy? And I was like, ew, yeah. no. But this, but man- this manifested in two days prior mm-hmm. you being so needy right and you feeling yes, and like i, like, I need coming help from? i need to reach out to right. people like i want people to be uh, supporting me and in my field and you were resisting that acceptance of that possibility in yeah. your life and right. so you call giselle and you're like i'm not needy <laughs> i don't need anyone 
I am independent. <laughs> I was trying positive affirmations. It didn't work very well. That's when, but that's you were when denying, something can fail you. You were denying the aspect of you that actually wanted to be voiced, right? And as soon as you gave it a voice and an acceptance. Right. It, and integrated into totally. what if I was needy. Right. Then it I totally became more moved, independent. But out of your field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's very true. And yep. once again, that's aspectology. There was parts of her she was resisting and she's going to integrate that and connect to that, allow it to connect through to her. Yeah. And a lot of people call it shadow work too, right? Right. Similar. Debbie Ford Ford. Ford is the one. Yeah. Um, That's super important. Uh, Aspectology though, I find is parts of you that you're not even quite aware of that are there. It might not be looked at as like shadowy sides Mm -hmm. like it could be a three-year-old that just wants to be a little bit more creative whereas I feel like the shadow work is a bit more of what you would normally just like fear and push away or like I don't want to be like that's like that's the the mean side of me Mm -hmm. you know and it's being okay to unconditionally love accept and connect to all of that because just as if you want to look up like Lester Levinson and release work when you do that and you allow it to integrate but you're doing it from you being in your heart field that highest vibrational part of you dominates so the rest of it being that you're unconditionally conditionally loving and accepting it it integrates and then you have an energetic channel that runs through the center of you anything that's lower vibration because you're being so fully all unconditionally accepting it kind of attaches to that middle part and literally I because I'm so sensitive I feel it happening but I'll kind of help my clients do it it releases out of the top of you so yeah I can't function I know it's okay you're good you're protected (laughs) this is like very hard right now this brings up another interesting thing about you this is so good somebody help me this is so good this is a huge part of how we work and i think it needs to be brought to the surface so people aren't afraid of what's going on here (laughs) yeah amberly needs to be going through this physical process of release so that it's just visibly and she's given an example absolutely to be able to like show everyone on the podcast like it's not just weird people like Giselle dancing around on stage. Yeah. Not really, but like I am very sensitive. And so there's a video of me right now looking like doing all kind of crazy stuff on stage, like odd movements. My body's responding. My body's responding. Mm-hmm. And Amber Lee is so hardcore and scientific and like mm-hmm. it's kind of um it's a saving grace that she's the one doing it because yes. she would not allow anyone to like make a fool of her or her to put that out there. So it's it's kind of good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like, okay, so my science brain, you yeah. asked me five years ago what I would think. I would think I was nuts. I still think I'm nuts now. But, um, like, I guess, like, two years ago, I was learning more of, like, the science behind it. And so we're all made of photons of light and information. So all of our cells have information bits in it mm-hmm. and light. So when the field, which is just like everything out in the universe has bits of information and light in it, when the field decides to bring in a new shift or a new pattern of information or um, photons of light that contain a new type of information that wants to play with your field, mm-hmm. it'll come in and my physical body is taking on these new patterns. Mm-hmm. And patterns are in the form of frequencies, which are like have amplitude and wavelengths and different different oscillations and different things like that. So some of them can be spinning. Um, some of them can be very like fluid, like, like water. Some can be more like rocking back and forth. So my body is taking on the pattern of which I think is unraveling. I'm unraveling something right now, which could have been an 
entanglement pattern or something. Um, so my body, my physical body is expressing the photons of light and in- information that are coming into my field and changing my not only physical form, but emotional patterns, mental patterns, all that kind of stuff. So it's just the information flooding in my body and my body responding mm-hmm. in a very physical, visceral matter. Right. If that makes sense. Awesome. It At does. All. So do you want to try and um, dissect what's unraveling in her since we now have Amberly kind of as a guinea pig and your your listeners can finally understand sort of what an intuitive How? session entails if she's game for it and we'll we'll let we'll put somewhat of discretion to what comes through but being that there's three three intuitives for a powwow I was also never going to reveal this side of myself to anyone so that's why this is like it has to be when I'm here yes it has to be when Giselle is here because yeah. this side of me is the crazy side of me that mm-hmm. I'm like not accepting or integrating into what, because I'm science girl what is that and crazy never side of you this. <laughs> the crazy woo-woo drum circle girl side that I'm resisting hardcore that I'm like, I'm not this. I'm not, I'm not the, I guess for lack of a better term, the witch side. Right. It's not me because I'm assuming that I've had past lives where that has gotten me into trouble mm-hmm. or persecution issues mm-hmm. that I'm trying to avoid, which it's now a full blown healing session for me. So <laughs> here we go. <laughs> okay. okay. You'll be fine. So I will start just with, unless you have somewhere where you want to start. Okay. So the way that I would work, let's say if I've never met this friend, and that's how I'm going to look at her. Like I've never met her unless there's things I need to pull up from memory, but she's just somebody I'm connecting to right now with the field, which is by the way, pure love, high vibration, so intelligent and brilliant more than I am. So I'm taking my brain and thoughts out of it. I'm operating from my heart and the intuition in there. So immediately when I go to look with clairvoyance, Um, what I'm seeing is like, um, a collar right here that's bolted down on her and it's very, very heavy on her shoulders and on her chest and has, um, some kind of mid thing that then adheres almost like she'd be like Iron Man or something like that type of a suit of armor. It's so it's up here and then it adheres in the middle and it goes actually into her heart. Um, very Iron Man-esque if anybody else watches like superhero kind of stuff. Uh, so immediately I'm seeing that it's red and silver. I want to say the way that I work is my guides in the field works with me with points of reference, my points of reference. My husband's a big dork and I love him for it. So he loves Iron Man. That's not actually a dorky thing, but he gets so excited about all the like superhero movies. <laughs> so he, um, <laughs> so that's, I feel like it's using that point of reference for me to say Iron Man. There's a reason the part that's being shown to me you're scaring people. It's up to here. Yeah. So Amber <laughs> Lee is starting to sweat and having like hot flashes, which is, ha- which is what happens. You are sweating. I see. Energetically. You. Oh my God. You know, I would never do this. She would never do this. I can't <laughs> believe this is happening. Amber Lee is stripping. I should have had everyone calling, sign a waiver. <laughs> what is it? The band geek term? She's stripping now. Okay. Sexually frustrated so, band geek. Anyway. Now I feel vulnerable and exposed. No, it's wonderful. You're precious. It's okay. It's like you're a baby. You're being reborn. <laughs> Mama's on stage. Mama's on stage. So I can pass out. 
Sheena, do you have any kind of reference to why the top portion of the Iron Man armor that especially connects, I'm going to go straight to her heart because Iron Man did have to have Mm -hmm. some kind of like heart thing that empowered his heart to do crazy stuff. Why that's showing Mm -hmm. up on her and parts of the body are very significant for me. So all right here is showing, um, and it feels very heavy. It's showing a bit of heaviness, but right here in general for me is coming into your purpose in a way of pure self-acceptance, even if the parts of you in the past um, I'm getting very female, feminine, um, powerful feminine parts, but sultry parts. Mm-hmm. She was resisting and not accepting. Mm-hmm. So um, I would pick up on this information, even if it wasn't Amberly and I didn't know her or her story. So anyway, that is what I'm seeing. And that there is a Iron Man armor over it. It's not a bad armor. It doesn't feel bad. It feels actually really good and strong and powerful. And like, it's going to do a lot of good in mm-hmm. this world, but it feels it's a heavy shield. for her. Yeah. It feels heavy. So the part of that would concern me is the fact that it feels so heavy. So that's the part I would start working and asking the field, how do I help shift this for her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it feels like a shield well, to me, Giselle, and, and a little bit, um, constricting regarding her message uh-huh. so right. there's something there's some aspect of this that comes constriction. up to, to a bit of feathery collars too which right. means a bit of like angelic i'm gonna say dna so she has aspects of something that would vibrate similarly to something of an angel so very divine very loving my voice actually wants to change right here a little bit so very divine and very loving and very soft very nurturing so there's part of that that actually is with this 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 um armor of of feminine Iron Man status that's going to have her do a lot of really beautiful good in this world in a very loving, soft, nurturing kind of a way. Mm -hmm. So uh, just even as we're tagging this and saying this, it doesn't feel quite so heavy. The part that feels heavy is what goes deep into her heart. Mm -hmm. And so that's the part that's still a bit concerning to me because it feels like something's wedged quite in there. Mm -hmm. Um, What would you do, Sheena, to release it, remove it, get it out of there? First thing that comes to you in your heart. I would pull a knife out from the back. And that's Giselle's breathing that happens when we do work. I'm so sorry to all the live people. You did not know that you signed up for this. And so this does seem like a very interesting sort of for especially people who are alive, like this seems like a very interesting healing sort of scenario. And we can analyze it and say, well, you know, maybe she was stabbed in the back from at another lifetime for speaking her message in in a time where she had to shield what she was saying from the rest of the world in a way that she became very constricted and held down in a way that she's had to become guarded and, and metallic from covering her third shot or her throat chakra to her heart chakra to shield her message, to, to shield her, to protect her. We could say that, or we could just say the healer who, Whoever that may be is inspired to pull out something metallic from her from her back and just kind of release what that is in her heart chakra. It doesn't really have to be analyzed from any perspective. It could just okay. be. So I'm getting to actually analyze it now because okay. when Sheena, they were showing me, I wanted to do something, send frequencies, do something. And it showed up as green, what they called it to me in my head, clear audiently was green alien goop. And Sheena at the point was doing this. I do sort of relate Sheena to aliens because she has a fascination with them and a connection to that con- that topic, that context. So whatever she was doing was what was needed. So I'm like getting hands off 
this is Sheena. That's how the field works with this. It will tell you it needs to be her. It needs to be you. It knows what frequencies you need to bring to the table and who's best to help facilitate that. At that point, by the way, Amberly almost passed out. For those of you, I know you can't you can't see this, but she um, <laughs> she's okay, but she's shifting through some serious stuff. So when Sheena pulled the knife, it kept going. So clairvoyantly to me, it showed up as the knife coming out of. Um, is it not Sir Lancelot? The, the sword and the stone, right? Whatever the story is where only one person was the person who could. So it literally, her back showed up to me then as a boulder and a, not just a knife, but a sword that that one person. So that told me Sheena has to do it. And what that told me then is now Giselle dissect that situation because there's a situation in Amberly's life and I'm not going to get too personal if Amberly didn't want to, but that um, Sheena has to be the person to help take that wedge whatever that is out of her heart and out of her back and Sheena's the one that has to do it so Sheena what would you say and be as um filtered as you can in a way that's respectful to Amber Lee being that she didn't sign up for this mm -hmm. but um what would you say is a way that you're going to bring you're bringing something I'm getting you currently are doing it to the table for Amber Lee that's taking the wedge out of her heart what is it you're showing her in general in the reality of life mm -hmm. um I think it's the the love aspect for the qualities that she has in spreading a message. So a lot of people are here to spread messages. A lot of people are here to spread light. A lot of people people are here to spread love. And the way in which I can see Amberly shifting into that role more and more and more yeah. is by releasing the guard, releasing the, the past the memory of mm -hmm. of persecution and yeah. um, and, and just a very judgmental environment of in, in a way that could have costed her her life in past lives. So mm -hmm. that we do bring that into into our lives in this reality in many ways. And it's so it takes sometimes 20 years, 30 years, 40 years for people to begin to authentically spread their message from a place that is so uniquely them. Yes. Which which makes it so relatable to other people. So right now I'm getting there is specifically something you're doing with her that's a little bit hard for her, but you're holding her hand through it. Yeah. Is there something, you can, if it's private, you don't have to say, but is there something you can think of that's like very specific? Well, a lot of things come up when I'm looking at Amberly as her highest, highest self. Uh -huh. So a lot of restrict, a lot of, um, a lot of uh, different playing fields, a lot of different planes of existence come up as blocks mm -hmm. to her being in her highest self's projection. And so when I see them, I call them out to her. That, when I see them, that, yeah. even if I don't say anything, there's something yeah. inside of me that triggers her and making her feel yeah. uncomfortable when she's that, not acting in that, that highest self's voice. That. So that's what it is. Yeah. And so it is uncomfortable. I get prodded exactly what the phrases when Sheena's saying them are meant for y'all to know. So it's that. I mean, it's not that revelatory, but it probably means something to the two of them. And um, Sheena, you're doing a great job with that. Keep up the good work and making Amberly feel uncomfortable. <laughs> because because <laughs> Thank the universe, God she has you to call. Because she would she's have probably woman. murdered me by now. Yeah, she's Iron Woman. It's taking the steel wedged out of her heart. And the, the universe has big plans for Amberly in a really beautiful, loving, nurturing way is what showed up. Yes. I mean, angel feathers showed up too. So it's really loving. Um, and it was confirmed this week that you come from angel DNA. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's coming up also. Wow. Okay. So there's one other thing I want to say that this is actually having physical health impacts mm-hmm. in a beneficial way. What you just did lodging this. So it shows up to symb- us symbolically, but who, who are we to limit energetically what the field is showing to us and the health with words implications, but all like the benefits, the beauty that can come from what's going down. So right here, when you when you did that, there was a place I'm going to say right here on Amber Lee, that's uh, moving to a more magical place of physical health. Does that make sense to you of something that might be? I can't function. <laughs> she can't even look up. I love I love Giselle can laugh when you're in this when Amber Lee's in this kind of state anybody. and you don't get there, mad at her. I hate both of you. Oh, okay. There's something about her. She's little brother, but she's more than that. Like she's just. Don't be hateful, Am. She's everything. Like I don't really take myself to that place and I should. And it's like applaud, applaud this one for doing it. And she does it beautifully. And it's so, it's so noteworthy. The parts of of Amberly that are vulnerable in spreading a message, that are vulnerable in the way that she speaks, that are vulnerable in the way that she writes, that is the access point for so many people because being in a state of vulnerability is really just being in the presence of your heart and exposing that can seem uncomfortable because in, in past times it was the, the point of, of death or persecution or whatever it is, you know, that point of expression beyond what you are told is okay to feel or express or believe in is scary and is, um, it makes you question, well, like, how could I possibly have a belief outside of what my religion says that I should have? Or how could I possibly have a belief that's outside of what my parents yeah. say that I should have? And are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> That's what I got it was. I They're just okay. So I just asked Amber Lee, did you ever have panic attacks, heart palpitations? Because that's what they showed me this pattern was. I didn't know she ever had that. So I was like, asked her, did you ever have heart, like where your heart's racing too much? And that it's, it has to go with what Sheena's doing. So Sheena is desensitizing Amber Lee to feeling uncomfortable. The fear of rejection, the fear of all of that. She's de- desensitizing Amber Lee to that, taking that knife out of her back. And it is having seriously good health benefits, hardcore benefits that things like medication probably could have never quite taken away. Mm-hmm. And some things it can, but for this, I'm getting Amber Lee needed an actual other type of healing modality walk into her life by the name of Sheena Manina. Yeah. And so it's actually, it's happening and, and so, she's physically yeah. healing, which is amazing. So this is an example of energy work, but we, we practice energy work through this podcast all the time mm-hmm. by the nature of our words and things like that. And so releasing and moving energy, shifting patterns, even if it's not me pulling a sword out of your back, which like, I'm just apologies in advance for people. <laughs> that's weird too. It, creates a sense of vulnerability because when you release a pattern or a stagnation or a density that has always been a part of your physical hologram, it leaves space for something else to come in. So it does feel vulnerable. It does feel uncomfortable. And that is always the case when you are shifting into a new paradigm or a new reality or a new expression of yourself. And it's good to be very gentle. It's good to take care of yourself and drink a lot of water. It's good to not be around very aggressive or violent um, information. So that's pretty much the media and everything on social media. Um, 
so, so being in a place where you can actually ground your energy back into your body and, and come to that physical state of groundedness in 3d will help you to make decisions that, and see opportunities that are in alignment with kind of a new field and a new expression. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's, it's enacting the part of us with the right side of our brain. Once again, that Einstein side that, um, Mm -hmm that's more brilliant the way that he discovered e equals mc squared he got out of the the logical equations of what he kept writing down on paper and he got into the part of his right brain and he watched it go what shows up it showed up him writing what was it the light photon Mm -hmm. and that's what made him understand e equals mc squared the brilliance of it all so um Shout out to Matrix Energetics, by the way, and Richard and Melissa for teaching us how to expand our healing modalities to be this. I feel like I was always geared towards this type of thing, being very artistic, and um, I was already dabbling in clairvoyant type of things that led to things similarly, but they gave me, the they handed over the baton to be like, go with it. That's the correct way to do it. Don't feel embarrassed that it shows up to you a little cartoonish and um, theatrical that's brilliant that it's doing that it doesn't mean you have weird wonky juvenile ways of uh, being a clairvoyant healer it's brilliant and how can that make you more brilliant and expand past the point of which you uh, conceptualize and you have studied and you intellectually know so uh, I, I just can't say enough how that has expanded the way all three of us work. And then when we're in each other's fields, it amplifies, it exponentially increases what I would do on my own, what she would do on her own, what Sheena would do on her own. It exponentially increases and it amps up the, all the different intuitive stuff. Right. Too. Because we also do, we show up yeah. for each other in a way that says like, we're pretty open. Yeah. We're pretty, we're, we're going to t- go there when yeah. we're guided to go there. And our, our guides guidance system knows like, Okay, yeah. here's the space where it's safe, where everyone yeah. is in connection with the highest self, with in connection with one another's yeah. highest self, and they're, they're showing up for information. Like, let's go for it and go for it fast. And sometimes it looks like us talking through a situation in a way that makes absolutely no, no sense, sense, but it gets us to the point of release in a way that, it, you know, it just works it's energetically. It's amazing and beautiful. And that can also, by the way, just speaking of what we did earlier, be transferred to a canvas for healing art. Same kind of thing. It doesn't take somebody who's actually a painter to do that. So the reason why I'm getting up is because during these healing shifts, I see myself clairvoyantly getting up right now, though. So that's why I'm getting up. But um, when somebody is going through such extreme shifts, it can be uncomfortable. Your energy is literally what they're showing me. Um, clairvoyantly is that Amberly's energies are doing like this. And for anyone who can't um, see what I'm doing now, imagine like the most exaggerated sine wave to the point where the tips, instead of making a curve, are making points. So that's what Amberly's energies actually look like. And to me, I want to see more of a flat line kind of a line. I want to see it so she's coasting along and like riding along quite nicely. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm seeing other clairvoyant things um, that are very cartoonish. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like she's um, riding a little, um, like a toy. I don't know what it would be, like a donkey or horse kind of stuffed animal. And she's like 
trotting along this line. So there's something that she's moving into once we get her energy stabilized is what they're saying that if she can symbolically understand what that might be, it's like a show maybe we would have grown up with as children that showed some type of representation of that, that she will be comfortable coming into the parts of that that benefited her into moving forward in her future with how she expresses herself in general to audiences such as yourself. That's how I feel like this is actually applying. So uh, anyway, I'll ask you later if that means anything to you. It really is pretty much always on par and can pick up enough on what those types of things mean. So she feels terrible right now because stuff's releasing, shifting. She's detoxing. Um, it can also be referred to as like, let's say like a healing crisis or this or that. It doesn't always have to be that. If you don't have that, it doesn't mean it doesn't work. We, uh, we're we trusting the field and what happens, and we're going to go ahead and work on it right now because I'm guided how to do that to help her feel better. So immediately, I want to take her energies, and I'm running a line, a cord, actually, straight through, 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 down, down, down. It's below her field, but still in her field. And right when it hits the edge of the bottom of her field, imagine a big circle like somebody's aura, right? around their form imagine at the bottom of it like um, 20 feet below your feet if you have a huge field or something and it it hit a metal wall like as if it was the edge of like a bomb encasement or something and I could knock on the wall and actually hear clear audiently like ding 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 like you're hitting a metal wall and so whatever I just did this is telling me is not letting her ground at all her energies are like Ugh. there's no comforting mother earth energy there's no ability for whatever wants to leave and go to the center of the earth and i'm gonna say um heal their divine their speed up melt into there so that it's a little bit more permanently fixed into a really grounded reality that doesn't want to sync up. And so that that's the part that's concerning me that it won't leave her field. So there's a part of her that we're going to go back to. It's a belief system. It's a belief system that once it um, is outside of her and her field, it's no longer, um, it's no longer grounded. And so it's no longer good, hardcore. I can trust. I feel like I'm channeling Amberly. I can trust this information. I got this. Like, that's how she would be. So um, I'm feeling like it's stuff with energy healing in particular, which she does a heck of a lot of in a beautiful way. And it's, she, it's taking her very far. So what I'm getting is that there's a part of her, and she might be able to confirm this or not, um, that has believed all of this and used it beautifully up until this point because she tried it out for herself and it worked. And she learned it and she's able to do it and she understands that it all came from me, 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 me. And so it's not able to um, extend past what her field is, right? So I'm getting it needs to actually needs to expand. So she's like syncing up more to um, uh, very comforting um, energy healing powerful modalities with a lot of feminine origin that are outside the realm of what she currently understands, and that that's where she needs to go with it. So it's pulling in some stuff for like kind of future advice for her, which is a lot of what we do. I don't know what this modality is. Uh, she might, but it's something that's going to come. It, it's outside of what she's tried or understands right now. And she has a bit of a closed mindedness about it because she hasn't dabbled in it herself. So she needs to sort of investigate other options. And when she just opened up, I felt her heart to that. 
uh, more of the, the wedge unleashed. I see it now. Got past the metal point. There's still a little bit of a ledge, but it's okay. That'll work itself out in three days for some reason. So it's going to go all the way to the center of the earth. It's coming up, 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 up. I'm gritting it into her. And I feel like there's things that she's going to have to do in the next three days that are going to help um, her be more on this path of moving forward in ways that are comfortable maintaining new frequencies that we just put in her on stage. So she comfortably holds that. Um, any comment? She can't move. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to do what you're doing right now. It's extremely hard. Yeah, so... Thank you for showing up for this explanation and the, this information and being the person that is experiencing something that is definitely, without question, going to benefit you. So this is what I want to do right now, Giselle. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about another aspect of something that you do, mm -hmm. which is release work and yes. the way in which you do it that's very palpable and physical and fun. Yeah. Um, so can we talk about some of the, the new practices that you're taking on for helping your clients okay. so in releasing? Everything that I do with my clients or with myself or my loved ones personally is based off of when I tap into the field intuitively and the guidance system that I have, the highest vibration I possibly can access. So when I do that, um, I allow that highest part of me to pull from whatever information benefits me and it clearly guides me. And as woo-woo as that sounds, it ends up being really grounded normal principles that we all can implement into our lives that just need to be done a little bit more successfully with more intention and more heart. So um, I am going to go to certain clients I've had in the past few months. And the same things, it comes in waves, keeps showing up for what needs to be done. And although there's actual energetic release techniques that I've studied and I believed in so much no love... So the recent information is like, Giselle, you don't need that. Those are great, but there's actually even better ways if you implement just what you know into using this in these ways. And the following ways are ways that are incredible release techniques ways. Um, exercising in nature is like the number one thing. The, the energy of nature kind of um, helps move your energy in bigger ways than you're even familiar with. Um, so I've become quite obsessed with hiking uh, biking in nature, swimming in any way, the water frequencies for me in particular, uh, but y'all know I work a lot with water. So when I swim, it's, um, can be some very powerful release work for me, but I feel like that could be pretty powerful for a lot of people who are meant for water kind of things. So Giselle, do your clients say, mm -hmm. um, I want to work on releasing this or do you just kind of have them on a I, list of people where you're tapping into their energetic fields and just saying like, I'm actually just going to go on a hike for this person. So the ones near and dear to my heart, I go on hikes for specific people or for a group of people, but I am moving into what I'm calling, um, a version of what, uh, at the practice I work on what me and, uh, Dr. Dave, at um, our, our energy practice, what we do. So after he does something where he sees them, puts hands on them, or if I'm seeing them with him, um, for the next um, few days, regardless, I work on everybody. So it's a combination of a lot of things that I do. But a lot of it is, even if I'm doing painting, 
it's going to be me tapping into everyone's fields that's sort of on my list at the moment. You go on a list and I'm going to be doing release work on them. I'm going to be doing certain things that are elevating their vibrational okay. frequency so they can hold on to better frequencies. The other thing is um, hiking, uh, doing stuff at, you know, walking, jogging, whatever it is, typically hiking in nature. And they will be on my list. And every I don't say that, but every time you see me on Instagram or wherever and I'm hiking, it's what I'm doing. I can't go for that without uh, doing a really good hardcore energy session. Okay. Sorry, I'm feeling your field. She's releasing. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and put in her field a Giselle hike right now. As if I had hiked for her. Speaking of. And give that a few minutes. Because she's still feeling So that feels very shaky. grounded. It, it, yeah. it is a frequency of, of groundedness, of release. Of, it's like an open... It's like there's a, a cliff that yeah. is uh, like two journeys, two walkways that just has split. And, and it, like the, in the crack, you can, anything can just fall. So it's grounded, but at the same time, in there's accessing that point, though. there's a place where all of that can move that. Good for you. out of this universe. Yeah, that was important. Okay, so we're going to give that a few minutes. Um, yeah, so the release work um, has shown up quite a bit through hiking. But the other way that it has shown up is um, if I'm not doing an actual painting, which has amazing stuff and can do release work as you're just drawing, but taking out a sheet of paper and scribbling on it like a five-year-old. Um, for me, it shows up in a lot of spirals. And I know that if I start spiraling without being able to control it, and sometimes I might be guided to choose a certain color, and a counterclockwise motion, it means release work, release work, release work, release work. So um, I'll just keep doing that until my hand stops. And I know whatever that pattern that needed to release, it will release. So Something else that's important about the way that you work, Giselle, is that you work on yourself so much and other people work through you so much yeah. that you're not, you're not showing up for release work on other people as a, as a deflection to working on yourself. Yeah. Which uh, is really important. I think so. I think so. The, the more you're operating at that pure state and higher vibrational frequency, and we all have more, I even have more, a lot more work to be done, but the more you can be that clear channel for your clients. So, um, this morning I got up and even though it was, um, a lot getting, um, you know, I don't live in New Orleans right now, coming in from out of town the whole bit. Um, I made sure to be able to do the best sessions I could here today to do good inner, to go, do good exercise. So I exercised this morning, <laughs> but uh, I also did a lot of good release work before getting it and doing them both together, both while I was exercising and after I got in a really good heartfelt meditative state and whatever starts showing up and it's symbolically a lot of stuff just like what we said with amber lee and the sword and the stone and things they start showing up a fire truck shows up okay what do i need to know about that so things show up and it lets me do better sessions yeah that's so awesome yeah i'm just checking in real quick with her energies to see if there's anything i can just help um center her with so I'm going to her solar plexus and I'm just sending not to get all weird and symbolic on it. Good. If you're not into understanding uh, frequencies or reconnection or anything like that, sending good energy 
It's like that part of me that innately knows the good healing energy that area needs. Done. I'm using my hand. Done. The really cool thing about um, what we learn in Matrix Energetics, as opposed to a lot of things where you use your hands and Reiki and things like that, which are brilliant and wonderful, uh, you're limited by what you can channel through your body sometimes. Not all the time, but with some modalities. So with Matrix Energetics, it's the field of thought. You, we always have access the field of grace through to everything that's already connected and already out there. And so the intention alone opens up a frequency window and ushers in frequency 17 right now for cleansing. So she needs that and she knows what that means. Hormonal stuff. And those of you who can see, see her twitching and things like that as we do different things that show up for her for example when we're at matrix energetics workshops giselle is spinning on stage (laughs) in front of 200 people that's the way that she's Mm. she processes some of the energy and some of the frequencies some people will fall back on the stage and it's it seems like kind of a dramatic interpretation of energy work but what actually happens is like you're just in such resonance with with something that is showing up to shift you so things so it's we wouldn't with a human mind be able to conceptualize everything that's taking place and it would it would limit the experience if we tried to but something just to i think that that's that's important as a message for people who are just listening and aren't able to be here is just to to say that there are infinite possibilities relating to healing changing increasing the frequency at which you live your life increasing the the joy and the abundance and this the, the love laughter and the laughter the laughter yeah. is moves so much incredible energy that's why being around these two is very healing for me very healing especially this rock star right here amberly <laughs> it's your biff doing it to you okay not me I'm, she's going to take it out on me. I can tell. I don't know. <laughs> yep. I'm going to buy her a scotch tonight. A really good one, too. I know. You're going to be okay. Um, so we have a few more minutes, and I want to open up any questions that the, the live audience may have for what you've experienced. We have people who weren't at the course in our audience and people who were in our course this weekend in the audience. So if anyone has any questions at all about energy work or about what we're doing, about what we are speaking about or anything kind of unrelated, please let me know. No pressure either way. Does anyone have any questions? It's pretty normal. (laughs) Yes. Okay, the question is, while someone else is is receiving energy work, can someone on the outside pick up on those frequencies? The answer is yes, because if one person in the universe is shifting, everyone in the universe is shifting. So what's happening is she's elevating her vibration, and that has a ripple effect to everyone, not only in her physical presence, but also everyone in the world. Right. So that's why this work is so important. That's why these messages are so important. That's why it's so important for us to show up for changes and working through our shit and and showing up for the difficult aspects of healing because it's just release. We're releasing a density and we're releasing an energy not that's that's dense in our physical bodies, but that is present on this physical plane 
on this earth at this time. So the more that we release it and allow it to reorganize into a frequency and an energy that is more beautiful and more serving for us, we're doing that for the earth and for everyone else. Does that answer your question? Or were you asking, like, can you touch the frequency? No, that answered my question. Okay. Feel it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can definitely feel you can. When I first started practicing energy work, my hands felt like they were vibrating all the time. And when I first received an energy healing session, that's the same way that my my hand felt as well. It was activated, if you will. So I was just tuning into what it felt like to have an energy healing session, which was vibrational, sensational and was palpable. So you're you're experiencing it maybe for the first time now today and you'll feel it in different ways throughout your life so when you're around someone in the subway or on a train or on a bus and that person is dealing with something you may feel empty or you may feel something kind of draw away from you and into them they may need something from you you can feel the movement of energy and a really important thing is is protection so that you can stay in solidarity of what you're experiencing at this time so that you can heal what you're intending to heal versus healing someone else who's just looking to you for energy because that person is on their own path and needs to heal in their own time as well when you are sh- when you're helping someone else to shift they have have to be showing up for that shift you can't you can pray for someone and you can extend energy their way but you can't take their patterns and change them for them without their capacity of showing up for for healing of course yes because people are emanating their their vibration at all times so you can feel you know, I can feel when someone's in a bad mood downstairs because they are just because of their vibration and not in really in a, um, in a woo-woo sort of way. It's just the kind of like I feel things dropping in my energy levels. I can feel things in certain chakras. I can feel a lot of times what they're feeling. And a lot of us are empathic, so we feel a lot of what other people are feeling as well. And there's something to be said for being in the solidarity of your experience, especially when you've been coined an empath, because it's your responsibility to be taking care of yourself before you are taking care of anyone else. And that's really, really important because empaths have a tendency to be addicted to healing. And that is self-sacrificing. And it's, it's also a lower vibration. Taking care of yourself increases your vibration to the place of being able to take care of not only you, but so many more people versus coming from a place of depletion where you feel everything that's happening around you. And, you know, like all these messages and all these people and all this density and that there's no one is elevating that in that sort of situation. So just being very mindful that it's important for you to be healed nourished, taken care of for the benefit of not just you, but the rest of the world. That was a really good question. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Anyone else? Uh, A lot of blank stares. It's going to be okay. We're going to heal y'all next. Okay. (laughs) Making her way back to reality. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's ask this question on the mic. This this is a a live in person question, and the question is: We, meaning Amberly and I and Giselle, talk a lot about matrix energetics and reconnective healing, and those are just two modalities of energy healing. Those are the two that have been brought into our field. The two that we've shown up for courses and and seminars with. Um, we talked a lot about energy healing through the coursework this weekend, Basic Witch Super Course. So you kind of were introduced to it in a way that I love because we didn't give any groundwork or rules regarding the healing. It was very be open-minded with where your intuition is going and do whatever comes into your intuition. So it may be you know, asking someone a question, a question about a specific emotion that they're dealing with or situation that they're dealing with or person, or it may be being very free and joyful and coloring something or letting the pen just kind of express something through drawing. And so those are energy healing practices very, very validly. If you would like to practice in a clinical setting or in a person one-on-one setting, I loved the the coursework from the reconnection and also matrix energetics. They're very, very different. And um, they're definitely for people who, um, the reconnection specifically, who are interested in having a practice that is similar to Reiki. So, but there are, like I said, so many. I mean, you can, you can Google it. And the way that we were actually inspired, Amberly and Giselle had gone to Matrix Energetic Seminars, but I had a reading with Wendy Kennedy, who channels the Pleiadians, who confirmed that the reconnection would be of good resonance for me. So you can always like look things up and, and ask your guidance and ask your intuition. Like, is this something that's going to work well for me? Is this a practice that is going to resonate well with me? And you'll get good information. You might just have to show up for some things that won't work for you, too. It's kind of just playing in in the field. So to let everybody know real quickly on the podcast, um, Amberly's having a hard time shifting. So we did some, some artwork earlier. And so the field is guiding me to pull. I knew that the, the artwork had a lot of grounding energy in it. And that's what she needs. So we have her staring at the artwork that we all did together as um, a group, me mostly, but we all worked together with it. And she's actually looking at the artwork while I'm doing some different techniques that like sync her up with healing frequencies that are embedded in the artwork. So we're going to give this a shot. If y'all are curious why I have a painting on stage. And um, we'll get feedback in a second. Most of the clients that we have for the first time who show up for an energy healing session will go home and experience this in a very kind of, it's seemingly milder way, but some people will have flu-like symptoms. We've had some clients that have gone home and been, and vomited, you know, throughout the night. Like that is a very um, realistic expectation of major shifts happening is that there will be something physical that happens in response. Oftentimes it has a delayed effect, especially if someone hasn't had energy work before, because once they're in the quiet and the presence of their physical body, they then are able to, um, move through it to allow it to flow through them, to release it. 
Um, sometimes it will cause you to cry. Sometimes it will cause you to have incredibly strange dreams and things like that. It's just because a lot of people oftentimes don't, you know, they don't spend time with themselves. So they're showing up for a practice that is not only bringing them into their own field to physically be in their body, but also to be in everything that creates that physical and energetic body and spiritual body. So it's a lot to see, you know, oftentimes we don't even see it. We don't even know what's shifting, but we can feel it kind of eliminate. And that is the, the detox symptoms, for example. Okay. Which Amberly is experiencing after a healing on stage so at this live We just tried every recording. technique in the book. And I guess that's something that we want to say, too. Feeling more? You can, you're coming back? Yeah. Okay. So we tried. This is something following the field. We tried. Hey. Y'all got to see it live. We tried every technique in the book. She was still about to vomit, about to faint. Feel this is no technique. It can be. I'm sure some people might teach this eventually. But I pulled out a painting that I knew I had put healing frequencies in. Something I just was guided how to do it. We did it. We did it as a class. Y'all's energies are in there too. It's just something yeah. produced in a healing way with lovely intention. And there is a bit of a science, like I explained during the class, behind it. Had her look at the painting. And y'all saw me doing all types of pressure point tapping and things like that on her. And now she's coming back to life. So... Don't freak out if you don't have all of the coursework or the this or the that or I don't know this. Sometimes you might be guided to do a lovely painting and y'all saw her in pretty much a terrible state. Now she's back to life. And as we tried everything that we knew, the techniques, at the end of the day, it can be artwork that she looks at and now she's coming, I see Amberly's coming back to life. She's turning into a different person. It's a beautiful thing. It doesn't have to be a piece of artwork by Giselle. It can be a photograph of your grandmother that you cherished so much. Lord knows what it can be, but if you allow it to have that highest vibrational light and love intention of what might be in there, it can be so many different things. And it doesn't have to be anything visual. It might be a song that resonates with you. But if you allow it to be the healing tool that that can be, it can have various, very serious health um, impacts on you that are permanent too, by the way. Anything you want to say? What in the actual F? <laughs> Giselle's here. What happened? I left my body. Do you feel better? Yes. Okay. I can't access what happened. Who I was mm-hmm. this morning. Oh, good. I can't even mm-hmm. reach that person. What happened? I know. I don't know. It's not up to me to decide. Was not here. Yeah. Totally left my body. That's weird. Anyway, um, feel tons better. Thank God. I'm back. If I was in the crowd, I would watching this, I would have been like scared to death of, of what's happening because I'm empathic and I would have been tapping into their field and been like, Holy shit, she's going to die. Oh my God. (laughs) What do we do? I'm dying. Maybe I'm going to die. Maybe I'm going to pass out and faint and throw up everywhere. Like what is happening? That's normally what I would do. I do have something to say about that. I got scared for a moment, which I do, but because it's Amberly and it's like live, I always work through these kind of things with clients. I've never had somebody leave, um, not feeling better. It's just how it presents itself. So what I had to do, here's a little trick because when my ego started to get involved, I wasn't heart centered because it's like, oh my God, poor girl is like doing this on stage now. Um, they wanted me to use the guidance, wanted me to use the painting from the beginning. It was the 
talk of our entire morning, us creating it together. They wanted it to be a powerful experience for everyone. But because I was had a little bit of fear in me, it didn't come clear immediately. Y'all saw me try every technique in the book. So what I did, and anyone can do this for any situation, Melissa Joy Johnson from Matrix taught me this, you fill yourself with neutrality juice. And I will say the second I did that, literally you see yourself the neutrality frequencies like I don't care this is you know this manifested I am what I am this is how I was guided to do it you're now coming from such a powerful point of view okay because there's no fear in it it's what it is it's how it's meant to be and that's a beautiful thing I'm grateful for this situation and from there it was just so clear and they said painting and it's like oh okay here you go so I just do want to say the importance of something like that Melissa Joy Johnson is a really good resource if you're interested in, in energy healing. She heals through her books and also by teaching uh, Matrix Energetics. So she's a really good resource if you're interested in it. Yeah. So the point that I was going to make about being scared and, and nervous about everything, if I w- was in your position watching everything, I would have been scared shitless and been like, I'm not getting involved in this work like game over done leaving thank you for the weekend that was very fun but never (laughs) again I would have done that but I will say because I was coming from a place of my own belief system and anyone that I've ever who I've ever seen do that kind of stuff I'm like is that really real? Is that really going on with them? Like there was a part of me that could not conceptualize it or accept it as truth. And, and it was something that I was so against seeing as truth and real because there's always that, um, that side. I mean, I, I'll just put it out there. I grew up Catholic and you know, those, um, they're termed charismatic Catholics, which there's nothing wrong with that. That works for people. But I've always um, judged that as being, okay, are they really speaking in tongues? Are they doing all the woo-woo stuff? Like, I'm not into that. And so I've always come from a judgmental place of that. So when I first got into energy and seeing people doing the same type of stuff, I was like, that's not me. I will never do that. Like that's not real. It can't be measured. What's going on is fake and phony. And it's just a way to draw you into doing this work. And I won't fall for this cult. That's exactly what always would go through my brain. But now being on the other side of it, being a part of it, um, which I don't know, I guess on some level I did agree to doing this today, which I would normally would have never done because it's so vulnerable. I never do that. It's such a vulnerable thing. It really is. It's, it's like pouring out your soul on stage and being so vulnerable and exposed in so many different ways of all of your vulnerabilities, your, your seemingly weaknesses. It's, Yes, you feel so exposed. And when you aren't grounded, you feel even that much more exposed and vulnerable. And like everyone could kill me right now. Like everyone could mm-hmm. could take steal my soul. And I mean, that's not ever going to happen. But it is such a vulnerable state that I had to just, I knew on some level I had to do this for people. Mm-hmm. So um, it is something that I knew needed to happen. And I did it for definitely myself, but for everyone and anyone who will ever listen to this or experience it or see it today. So, um, that was not easy to do. I will say that, but when you say yes and show up to it, magical things will happen. And this is an example of going through the 
shitty shifts and and expediting the process where I could have taken my entire life to try to get over those patterns. Mm -hmm. But within like an hour on stage, I was willing to go through that shit so that the rest of my life can be so much different and so much more aligned with myself. Which let me give you an example to the audience. This could mean that Amberly is destined to write a book, which she is. It could mean that without this release, she would have written that book maybe in 10 years. She could potentially write this book next week because of this release. So that's a physical example of of how energy work works. (laughs) Yes, you are are predisposed to um, doing something specific. uh, And you can expedite that in ways where you achieve more through this lifetime by release work, work, looking at your belief patterns, looking at the things that are not authentically aligned with who you are. And that's all that this was. Yeah. Plus a little bit of nudity. Sorry. <laughs> it was great. And props to Amberly for like going through the motions of doing that. Yes, yeah, so many props. It was just my prostitute lifetime coming through. <laughs> that's what it was. No one's judging you. I was told that I was a prostitute in a past, past life through Wendy Kennedy, through the Pleiadians. So I've accepted it. <laughs> You'll hear about all of our people. So her field to me, and feels, I feel her field all the time. It feels very different to me right now. It feels super light. I, I'm enjoying this new shift that she's shifting into uh, very much. But... Um, I just want to say, so you're like, well, that didn't look so pleasant and it looked a little weird. Why would I want to go through that? And I don't blame you either. Um, I will say that these modalities are what has healed me physically from things. I know I said that earlier in the super course that I had it my whole life been trying to heal through very traditional methods, but then very holistic too, but holistic methods that were still safe and not too weirdo. Um, you know, like cleanses and herbs and um, whatever I could get my hands on that I just knew was healthy. And they, they were always helpful, but nothing was really shifting it from the root. And um, so for me, it had me feeling in a very desperate situation for years. And having to go to such weird places, I think the universe just wanted me to go there. I was not a meditator even. I didn't do that, but I tried ever ran nine half marathons and, you know, ate so cleanly and did this and did this cleanse and all, whatever you should do, homeopathy, all the stuff. And it still was there. And those things work so beautifully for so many people, but the universe kept prodding me. You have to be able to understand a deeper level, a deeper level for you health wise. And so it was something like multiple, a few different shifting moments were real pivotal for me, like what Amberly just went through. Mm-hmm. But I am mm-hmm. a completely different person physically in such a marvelous, beautiful way. I thank the universe every day for now giving me the health that I have. I and you, you also don't have to go through something like I went through on stage just now. So there there was an aspect of me that needed it to be that dramatic and that huge for me to notice that big of a shift on some level. I accepted it and was okay with that, but you don't ever have to experience the field in that way. It doesn't have to be so dramatic and so um, like palpable and scary and and fear-based. It can be a very lovely experience as well. And it can be taken and it can be what, What's that? It can be, it can travel over the time 
of, you know, a few weeks, a few months, um, a a few years even of integrating energy in a very subtle, magnificent way. It doesn't have to be scary and very, you know, woo woo and and all over the place. But, um, and I wasn't that way in the beginning when I was first doing energy work, I wasn't, I, w- I didn't feel anything. I, w- I refused actually on stage at, <laughs> she did. at energy school to move with the energy. And Melissa Joy Johnson actually was like, I've now lost interest. So until you move with the field, I'm going to work on him. I was like, okay. So I'm like, I'm not going to move. I'm not going to move. I'm not going to move, but I'm feeling this wave and I'm like, I'm going to resist it because I'm not going to be one of those charismatic people who are making shit up so then she's like until you do a full pirouette on stage I will not work on you I was like shit so me and my rebellious self I was like well I'm not gonna do a full pirouette in in seconds like she wants me to I'm going to gradually do a pirouette so I turned a little to the left and I was like, all right, I'm going to take this as slowly as possible just to like annoy everyone around me, especially Melissa. And then turn, turn more, turn more. Eventually it was like a pirouette that took seven minutes and finally finished. And she was like, okay, now I'll work on you. But I was judging it so much and resisting it and resisting it and resisting it. But why would I resist the the way that the field wants to heal me i was resisting a healing which makes no sense so now i've opened myself up to okay if i do need to move i'll move in the way that i feel comfortable with on stage in front of 200 people but i feel comfortable with all you basic witches here so obviously (laughs) because i was like letting it rip on stage um which i would never do i would never do that right yeah well thank you for doing that Thank you for helping to heal her, Giselle. And you're welcome. And as a healer too, I thank them for even though I was helping facilitate the session, because if I open myself up to it as a healer, it works on me equally as much as it needs to. So it's like as I'm doing that on Tamberly, like there's certain things I'm getting, I'm like, oh, that feels nice to me too. Okay. So I'm allowing it to like also it's like, okay, I could use that frequency. She too. steals my healings all the time. It. Oh, all the time. <laughs> all the time. So like, I look like I'm doing all the dirty work or whatever. And I'm like, I'm getting the goods. It's like Christmas morning for me. <laughs> Yay. I get a boost in metabolism. Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> it's just, this is just an example of another way of healing that I'm, I'm really glad that you actually got to, everyone's here for a reason. Certain people aren't here for, for that same reason. For some people, this will not work. For some people, the message is more effective. And that's why, you know, for all of our amazing people who are listening to the podcast, you're hearing it in a certain way versus seeing it in a certain way for a reason. So whatever way works best for you in your life is what we want you to take away from this, from this podcast. Mm -hmm. It can be as dramatic or non-dramatic as possible, whatever you want, but take care of the power, take care of yourself. You guys are exposed to a lot on a daily basis, but especially here, we've really opened the field for infinite possibilities of your shifting, of your growing, of your elevating, of your expanding into this world that you are consciously choosing to be a part of because you know that it's the greatest expression of you in this lifetime. And so we hold space for you to do that, whether you're just listening on the podcast or whether you're here in person. And I have a lot of gratitude that everyone who is listening or is viewing has shown up today. So thank you. Yeah. I, I will say mm-hmm. that after the energy in Las Escuelas, <laughs> okay. in Las Escuelas, one last thing. 
<laughs> I, I think this is important. I'm getting guided Go. to say it. So for the shifts that went on stage, I feel like I've said things now at this half of the podcast that I would have never said before shifting on Absolutely. stage. Absolutely. You've never, never said the word Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> I would have never said that. I love you. I love you. Would have never, I would have never said anything that I actually said just now. Yeah. So my third chakra feels like it's like, I feel more Bleeding. grounded in it. Yeah. Good. So. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Giselle, for thank being you. here. Thank you so much, Giselle. Yeah, thank you to Amberly and Sheena, uh, Raw Republic, everything for the amazing women and guys that this brings to the table and uh, create such a safe, fun space for us to kind of like delve into these really cool fascinations of uh, light and love and energy healing and art and healthy food and higher awareness and fun intellectual conversation and uh, just good stuff that helps us navigate through the messy waters of life. I can't give you guys enough gratitude, Sheena. I mean, really, the vision you've had behind you. this and how you're just propelling forward and bringing this more and more to the masses is amazing and just so much gratitude to you too. Thank you, Giselle. Yeah, I mean that. Thank you. I appreciate it. We'll give a shout out to Matt too. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's my husband. He's Matt is awesome. Giselle's husband. He's amazing, an yeah. amazing healer and doctor, like we said. Yeah. Um, and also got to give a shout out to my um, Twitter VIP, Steve, because he didn't get a hello today. So <laughs> hi, Steve. We love you. Steve, we I see you following me now on Twitter. <laughs> Too bad I don't have my um, account accessible because I forgot the password. So I see you, though. That's sweet. Thank you for telling him hi. Shout okay, out to everyone. Steve. Have a great weekend. We love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.